Hello and welcome to this new episode of Inner Movements. Today I am going to be sharing with you my experience as well as the knowledge I've collected around a concept that is dear to my heart for it has tremendously changed my relationship with myself, my relationship to my parents and my relationship to my life really. So this concept is the concept of the inner child. I'm not going to say any more. Let's just jump right in. What is the inner child? Maybe you've heard this term around you in a conversation, in a magazine, on Instagram. Um, and maybe you're not familiar with this term. If you're not familiar with this term, this episode is for you. And I really invite you to listen to the whole episode as this concept of inner child has tremendously shifted and changed for the better my relationship with myself, my relationship with my fears and insecurities. So I wanted to share more about this today with you guys. My name is Unia Elkazani. Um, I am what I call a personal development nerd. I have been nerding on myself and trying to understand myself as a human being and the human experience itself since my early teenagehood. Um, and when I started my journey into yoga in 2017, I deep dove into all of these concepts um, that are taken from yoga philosophy, mindfulness, um, as well as psychotherapy and psychology. And so I stumbled upon Inner Child um, a few years ago as I was reading um, texts from Carl Jung, a psychologist um, from the early 1900, um, who talked about something called the archetypes. So I'm going to give a little introduction about this, and then I'll tell you more about how I use the concept of the inner child in my life to basically make my life a little bit better. Uh, and I do know that we all need that. So... The inner child, as I said, is one of the archetypes that Carl Jung developed. And his idea was that every human being, um, we think that we are one person, but we actually have a multiplicity of um, personalities. Now, I'm not talking about schizophrenia, which is a very different concept. But without having schizophrenia, without being schizophrenic, we are split. And that may remind you of a movie called Split that I highly recommend um, about a person. It's a true, true story, actually, about a person who had 23 personalities and their personalities came out really um, easily and disrupted their life. So thankfully, I guess all of us or most of us don't have this disorder. Um, and we are not interrupted in our lives as that person was in the movie, which, which was really extreme. However, here's a little exercise. Try to remember last time somebody gave you a gift that made you really excited, how you reacted. And now try to remember last time you were in a business meeting, how you were. And maybe try to remember last time you were with a lover or with your partner and try to remember how you were. And so I'm sure you can concur with me to say that the energy you have when you receive a gift that makes you really excited, especially if it's a really cute gift, is different from the energy you, that emanates from you when you're in a business meeting 
And it's very different from the energy that emanates from you when you are with a lover uh, in an intimate setup. So this is a way for me to introduce you to this idea of the archetypes and our, our parts, our parts. So the idea of parts comes from another concept in, psycho in psychology, which is called, uh, or it's another technique, which is called internal family systems. Um, I don't have the name of the person who created this, but it builds upon what Carl Jung was talking about. And all of these are just saying the same thing. We all have several parts in us. We all have several archetypes in us. For example, when you're in a meeting, you have the business professional side of you that, that takes over. Uh, when you're with a lover, it's maybe the playful or the sexy um, part of you that comes up. And when you're receiving a gift, it's, guess what? The inner child. Um, you know, it can be when you receive a gift. It can be also when you're playing with a dog when you're playing, playing with children, when you're drawing, when you're, I don't know, dancing, you know, we all have several moments, um, several ways to trigger the inner child. So we all have several parts. We think that we are one, but we actually have several parts to who we are. Um, and the inner child is one of these parts. And let's say that the inner child is the part that we all have in common. We all have an inner child in us. Um, and this inner child is the energy of your childhood, the energy of literally the child you were that stayed with you. So I remember I was the idea of doing this episode actually came from a conversation I had with my mother about this and uh, about, I don't know, it was about something. And I told her, well, you know, my inner child um, feels unsafe in this kind of situation. And she um, reacted by saying, oh, yeah, I told you, you're still a kid, but you have to grow up. Because in her mind, having an inner child meant that I didn't grow up. And then I told her, but mom, you also have a child in you. It's just that you've um, probably uh, didn't connect with her. So the idea with the inner child is that we all have this child within us. And as I told you before, you can connect with that energy and that energy comes out when you're playing, when you're being uh, silly, you know, with your friends or with your pet or things like that. This is the inner child energy. If you didn't have an inner child in you, you wouldn't be able to express that. So there's a part of us that is still a kid and thank God for that. And I will say more about that later. So that part of us is it has two sides. One side of it is the playfulness, the candor, the innocence of the child. And the other part of it can also be um, insecurities, fear. So a child needs protection. Um, a child will play only when it feels safe. Um, and a child or our inner child usually holds the trauma and wounds we had when we were a kid. So for example, Let's say that you grew up in, in a house where you didn't feel safe. Chances are that your inner child right now still holds these uh, insecurities. So this leads me now to talk about why this is so important. Why am I talking about the inner child? Why am I bothering you with this concept? <laughs> Basically, um, in Gestalt um, therapy, uh, but also like for Carl Jung, the idea is that we discover our archetypes we discover our parts and then we accept them it's all about accepting them why so that we can integrate them um, in our life 
The idea is that every one of our parts needs to be able to express itself in the way we live our life. So again, I'm not getting into the other part and I might do another episode about that. But again, I'm not a, I'm not a psychologist. I'm not a psychotherapist. I'm just a personal development nerd, a yoga teacher who has dabbled a little bit with this and who has used these concepts for her own personal development. But when you think of the inner child, the idea is that we need to um, give space to that part of us to express itself. So by playing. So for example, when I go and do acro yoga or when there's a dog outside of my house and I play with that dog or when I'm playing with my friend's baby, my inner child is actually playing. And that's, that's really beautiful and it feels amazing. Um, it feels light. It feels beautiful. The other side of it uh, is, means that when we accept our inner child and when we take on this, this beautiful journey uh, and mission of, of, of connecting and integrating our inner child in our adult life, this means that we also need to protect that child, understand that child, um, and maybe work on its wounds. So for me, for example, I know that my child um, has a big thing with safety. Um, so she really, really, really needs reassurance. She really, really needs to feel safe to be able to come out of and play. And one thing that I understood about my inner child is that it is my most pure and innocent energy. And a life lived with an inner child that can express himself or herself, I'm talking from experience, is so much more vivid, so much more alive, so much more light and so much more creative also and playful than a life where we're not connected with their inner child. And so as I was saying, for my inner child to be able to come out and play, she needs to feel safe. And that means that I had to open a channel of communication with her and listen to her. Now, you might be like, what? What are you talking about? So let me expand a little bit about this. This, is, this must be my favorite part of this episode. The um, communication with your parts. So if you know me, you know that I'm really, really big about communication and that I have a vivid or very creative imagination. That really helps me with this. Um, so to, to sum up, you know, like in a nutshell, we have parts, right? We all have several parts. These parts, when they get to express themselves healthily in our life, um, they help us to feel more whole. And that's really what Carl Jung was talking about, the the purpose of this life for him was to find this wholeness, to integrate all of your parts so that you feel whole. And when you feel whole, you feel good. You can create a life that makes you feel good. Um, how do we integrate these parts? Well, first of all, as I said, we become aware of their existence, which is what I'm, I hope, contributing to do here. And second of all, we... Yeah, first of all, we become aware of their existence. Second of all, we get to know them. And this is the part where communication comes up. So getting to know them is tapping into this energy. So for example, who am I when I am in a, in a business meeting? And you can close your eyes and really connect with this energy. And here's a little exercise that makes it really easy. Try to imagine who's this person. So who is uh, the me the business me, you know, how is he or she dressed? Um, so what do they wear? How do they talk? What are their qualities? Uh, what's their personality like? 
So that gives you a portrait of like your, one of your parts. So with the inner child, it's the same. Who is the inner child in me? So for example, for my inner child, I call her little Umnia. Um, she's sweet, she's playful, she's creative, she loves nature, she's candid, innocent, um, she's sensitive and she's loving. Um, so, you know, like it's just, and, and, and literally you close your eyes and it's a very subtle exercise. You close your eyes and just connect with that energy within you. Again, it makes it easier if you connect in a moment where that personality or where that part is out. So next time you're playing with someone's baby or your kids, or next time you're drawing, or next time you're jumping in a pool, you know, as if you were six years old, try to become aware of that energy and of that six years old within you and try to describe her or him. So now, when we have a, a certain vision of this of this part and we connect to that part, we bring it to life. That's the next part. So in order to integrate our parts in, in our life, we need to understand that part. We need to know what are her fears and what does she want? What does she stand for? So in the, in, in, in the scope of the inner child, uh, in the context of the inner child, it is really about talking to your little self, you know? Um, and there's a meditation that I really love, and it's a visualization, and that's what I do with my parts, actually, which is to close your eyes, and as I was saying, just connect with that energy and visualize your inner child. And it can be you when you were seven years old, it can be you when you were three months, it can be you when you were um, 10 years old. Just try to, to visualize yourself when you were a kid and just connect with that energy. Now, probably the first times it might be difficult. I mean, I do, let me share with you this. When I connected for the first time with my inner child, it was in a psychotherapy uh, session um, back in Berlin. And I remember very well, the psychotherapist um, led me into a visualization and she asked me to see my inner child. And she asked me to tell her where my inner child was and what she was doing. And this is what my inner child was doing. I'm having goosebumps just talking about this. Um, I told her, of course, crying and tears in my eyes because I had never connected with my inner kid and quite the contrary, I had rejected my inner kid. I had a lot of rejection uh, towards her before. I told her that my inner child was sitting in a corner in kind of like a, a space that looked like a cell, like a prison cell. And there was like just a tiny window. And uh, she was sitting and she was um, all wrapped around herself and she was crying and she was, you know, she was locked up basically in that room. Um, and, and the psychotherapist, uh, the therapist told me, do you want her, like, do you want to, would you like to let her out? And I was like, no, I don't want to see her. I don't want to talk to her. She's, she's ugly. Um, she's, she's, she's not, she's not the child I, I wanted to see. So I really had this rejection with my, of my inner child and it took me months, you know, to uh, connect with her and start being gentle with her. The way I did this was to reconnect with that kid and to talk to her. So literally I closed my eyes and I visualized that prison cell because that's what it was. And I um, sat down next to her with a lot of apprehension, apprehension in the beginning and a lot of rejection really um and I talked to her and that's what I talk about like that's what I mentioned by saying communication so literally close your eyes and see yourself talking to your kid to your to yourself as a kid and be like hi you know literally just start small and be like hi my name is 
da da da, you are the the small version of me. How are you? Like, what do you what do you have anything to tell me? Like, you know. So in my case, it was like it was like I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I let you here, um, but this is why I let you here, you know. And um, and she started crying, and I started crying. Um, and I think she told me something like, but why do you hate me so much? And that, that really um, touched me a lot. You know, it was as simple as this, just to listen to her, to humanize her, to see her and to hear her with her little voice telling me, well, it was in French, but like she, was, she told me like, why do you hate me so much? That really burst that bubble of, of rejection I had towards her. Now, I'm not saying that I became best friend with my inner child within 24 hours. It took me months, but months where I would go and visit her. So from the prison cell, I moved her to, um, <laughs> to a board uh, meeting room that, that we have with all of my parts. <laughs> um, and she, she moved to there and she was playing alone, you know, nobody was really paying attention to her. And every time I would go and talk to her and be like, how are you feeling? What can I do for you? What do you want to tell me? Is there anything you want to tell me? Um, and I was like, how can I make you feel safe? What do you need? And, uh, you know, she, she was telling me things like, I need my mother. I need my mom. Um, or uh, I want to play. Or I want a dog. So we got her a dog, you know. Um, I'm afraid of this. I'm afraid of that. Why do you do this to me? Why do you talk like this to me? Things like that. And one conversation after the other, we just build a relationship. So, you know, you can have a relationship with a person in your real life. You can also have a relationship with someone in your mind. This is what, you know, we used to do when we were kids. We were having friendships with imaginary friends. This is exactly the same. Um, today, my little Umnia is happy. She's, she's playful. Obviously, she still has, you know, her traumas and she still has fear. But she is now always in the arms of one of my parts, which is called Abuelita, which is the wisdom in me, the grandmother in me. And they're a perfect match together. They go really well together. And every time we have a meeting, all of our parts, all of my, all of my parts are in me. Um, she's always sitting on Abuelita's lap, you know, and, and that's great. Sometimes she plays also with another part of me, which I call the dreamer, the, the romantic, because they, they have the similar uh, candor and sensi sensitivity. So she's feeling better. She went from a prison cell to being part of this entire internal family I have. And the secret here really is I kept, I kept on going to her. Now you can ask me or you may ask me, okay, so how do I know, like, should I go and talk to my inner child every day? Or like, is there a schedule? Or to that, I will say, um, it's feel, feel it, feel it. So, and if it's not easy to feel it, uh, here's a way to start. Whenever you're connected to your inner child, again, remember in those activities where you're like having fun and being silly and being playful and being like a kid, maybe at, a, at the end of that day or maybe at the end of that activity, take a moment and just take a seat and go into a meditation, close your eyes and just literally just put the intention of um, talking to your inner child. So just connect with that energy, visualize your inner child and just talk to him and her and be like, hey, this was fun today, right? Did you have fun? That's it. That's all you need to open the conversation with that, with that part. Parts are, parts love to talk to us. Parts love to talk to consciousness because, or our conscious mind, because all they crave is to 
be heard and seen. Parts are you. I'm not talking about like some kind of like weird shit here. This is, I'm talking about you. They're, they're literally parts of you. Um, they're parts of your energy, you know? So, you know, when you connect to yourself and, and you connect to your inner child, it's just one part of your psychology that really wants you to give it some attention. So it will talk to you. And all you need to like open the conversation is a question. It's like, how are you feeling today? Or how can I help? Or did you have fun today? You know? Um, so whenever you feel like it, also another moment where it is nice to go and talk to your inner child is when you feel that he or she needs your attention in terms of like they're scared or they are um, they they need love. These moments can be, for example, like for me, they happen when I talk to my parents and um, and my parents trigger something in me where I feel like, oh my God, no, I want my mom, you know, or, or like where we disagree, for example, and that triggers an insecurity in me. I know that it, this is my inner child for sure. And so when I feel that insecurity, when I feel unsafe, also, I know that this is my inner child and I just go to her, I close my eyes and I'm like, hey, it's all good, you're safe, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here, you know, just reassuring, and if she has, or if he has something to say, they will say it to you, so again, it's a practice that you build, uh, it's a relationship that you build with yourself, really, um, and, and, and it, will, it will unfold naturally and organically, really, um, so that is pretty much it. Um, that's the beauty of, of, of connecting with your parts. Um, maybe I can say one thing, which is how did it help me or how does it help me in my life to, well, have connected with my little Umnia, you know, and taken her from her prison cell to being a part of this family and being playful and everything and accepting her for who she is with all of her frizzy hair and her crazy teeth and everything it has tremendously changed who i am as an adult as this whole ecosystem as umnia because by liberating my inner child i have actually liberated my playfulness i have liberated my creativity and my innocence um, i am much more creative i'm much more spontaneous and I'm not afraid to let her out because there are other parts that are here to protect her. And I am here to protect her. Um, so, you know, for example, it allows me to be silly and, you know, like, yeah, here we go. For example, when you go to a party or to a dance class or, you know, an event and you see, you know, I'm sure you've seen that person who's like dancing like no one's watching or that person who's like playing with the kids like no one's watching you know totally forgetting that she's wearing a suit you know um or that person who's like yeah that person you know in in the company retreat or company meeting when when you know like the 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 the, the meeting host is like okay now let's make silly faces and you know like that person your colleague that you see and you're like damn I know that she or he is actually really having fun right now, <laughs> you know? Um, that is someone whose inner child is out. And that's what my inner child has brought to me. I'm just having more fun, basically. Um, you know, like we, 
we are in, in, in this life, I believe the purpose of this life is to learn, to grow, and to have fun. And that fun is brought mainly with the inner child. I have also other parts that are really fun and funky. Um, but my inner child has really, really, really brought me more colors, more, yeah, innocence, um, yeah, beauty, really. Um, and it has always been here. It's just that I, I was afraid to let her express herself because I didn't know how to protect her. That's why I locked her in that in that room. That's why I rejected her because I saw her as my vulnerability. I saw her as a weakness. And I thought that, you know, now I'm 34, I shouldn't be acting like a child anymore and obviously you know there, there's a time and place for that but believe me you know like when when she is out and playing not only does it make me happy but here's the beauty of it it makes the people around me happy you know like that smile that you have on your face when you see that person being themselves and just playing like no one's watching Yes, that's the smile I get when, when my little Umiya comes out and play. And, you know, for me, that's a gift because if it can inspire other people to be in their candor and in their innocence and just let go of, for a moment, you know, their responsibilities and all this idea that we have to be serious all the time and just let go of that and blow off some steam by letting their inner child come out and play then that's wonderful. Um, it, it, it adds so much more texture to, to life. It adds also so much more lightness to life. Um, and at the same time, and that will be the last thing I will say here, you know, connecting to the inner child, as I was saying before, also allows you to connect to your, 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 your traumas or wounds um, or patterns from your childhood and by opening the communication with her and him, you can actually start working and healing. I don't really like these words, but like working on, on these things that can be limiting. For example, let's say they, again, you grew up in, in a home that didn't feel safe um, with, with caregivers that were very unstable, let's say, in, in their relating to you. So one day they would be very happy and one day, they, one day they would be very loving and one day they would be actually angry at you. Um, as a child, you absorb this, and now I'm touching upon something else, which is called um, attachment theory. But as a child, you absorb this um, as the way to relate to another human being. You actually make this your model to relationships. And, you know, um, unsurprisingly, actually, the way we relate to people as adults is actually a tr just a um, um, translation or a reproduction that's the word I was looking for, of what we learned when we were a child. So if you grew up in a family or in a home that was unsafe and where people were very um, in, inconsistent in their behavior, so um, some, some people who grew up in, in, in families like these, um, they form an attachment style that's called anxious. Um, and that means you're always scared. You're always, you never feel safe because you're always waiting for that shift in the mood um, and you're, so you're always in fight or flight, you're always waiting for, you're always expecting inconsistency, you're always expecting your partner to, um, to dump you or to be angry at you and things like that. And that creates a whole series of, of behaviors and relationships that can be toxic. So why am I going on this tangent? Um, it's because this all goes back to inner child 
works. So if you connect with your inner child, if you create a relationship with him or her, you can then start working on this stuff. You don't even have to go and talk to your parents and be like, you did this to me or you did this to me. You can do the work on yourself, by yourself, actually. And this is so liberating because you're taking ownership of your life and you are working on making your relationships and how you relate with other people, being actually partners, but also um, your bosses in your job and things like that. Um, and even strangers. Um, this, this can affect even your relationship with strangers. You can work on that within yourself. You have the power to work on it with your, within yourself, with the part that has been, you know, uh, hurt by that pattern. And you can start rewriting that pattern and freeing yourself from, from, from that pattern. And I mean, you know, if this is not a huge um, gift of, of reconnecting with your inner child, I don't know what, it, what, what is. Um, this is literally personal development that I'm talking about. This is diff literally liberating yourself from the past. So that is why I believe that the inner child as a concept is such a potent, such a powerful concept that I really recommend anyone really to, to, be, to at least be curious about, um, read about it, talk about it, um, and start experimenting with it and see how it feels. Thank you for listening and I hope that this episode has shed some light on the concept of the inner child and maybe even has made you curious to go and meet your own inner child or at least go and read more about it um, and, and if you have decided to go and meet your inner child I am so excited for this journey that you're starting. I also want to say that I am always here to have conversations with you guys about the concepts and the ideas I share in the podcast. The way I see this is that the podcast is just my way to shine my light, just like a lighthouse, and share my ideas and the things that are dear to my heart. But the real deal for me, the real joy, comes from when I receive your messages and your comments um, on different platforms, when you're reaching out to share your own ideas and comment on, on the things I talk about. So the best way to do this is to reach out to me on my Instagram. My Instagram account is umwonders, O-U-M-W-O-N-D-E-R-S. Just feel free to send me a message there and I'll be happy to reply. In the meantime, if you like the contact that I share, make sure to hit that follow button uh, if you're listening on Spotify. This will add the podcast to your library section for the podcasts um, so that you can always know when there's a new episode. That was it for me today. I hope you liked it and I will speak to you very soon in the next episode. In the meantime, take care. <laughs>